the James Suckling podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hi, Lara. How are you? Everything's good. Listen, we have um, some amazing wines here. The Nicola Catena Zapata uh, Reds from 2003, 4, 10, 15, 16, 17. Let's like rock through these wines yes. and, um, and try them out. So it's, remind me about uh, 2003. What sort of vintage was it like? Yeah, so um, 2003 was on the cool side, uh, but we did have a frost that reduced yields, so it was a little bit of an early harvest. Um, it's a very tannic vintage, so the Cabernet from this vintage is somehow more tannic than other vintages. Uh, it might be the water stress. Um, we're actually not completely sure, um, but it's, uh, it's a vintage that's taking a long, a long time to age. There's a lot of sotobosque. There's a lot of this yes. earthiness on the vintage. Um, and it was more, that was the characteristic for both Cab and Malbec, but it was even more market in the Cab. Um, this is 72% Cab um, and 28% Malbec. It has a nice herbal character to it. Absolutely. And now with the age, it's coming across with some mushrooms and, and yeah. it's holding on beautifully. This vintage was super tight. Uh, for several years, we had to decant it. And now I think it's, it's, it's really kind of starting. It's, it's almost not even, I feel like it's not even at its prime, but, um, but it's, it's, it's much more open and beautiful. And the, and I feel like the acidity and that grip is now very attractive. Now go to the 2004. How okay. is four compared to three then? Yeah. So four is a much warmer vintage. I would say four was a very classic Mendoza vintage, you know, warm, lots of sun, you know, just the usual little like rains one or two days in the summer, which is normal, but you know, nothing lengthy. There was no rot. Everything was in perfect shape. Um, the yields, you know, were, I wouldn't say high, high, but you know, on the higher side, whereas 03 and then 10 are on the much lower side. Uh, I think it's a very generous vintage. The tannins are sweet and you can really, you know, even if this wine is, um, you know, only 22% Malbec, I feel like although the nose is more cabby, the, the, the palate is almost like, like it feels like it's 100% Malbec. I um, totally agree. That roundness, rich, yeah. richness, but at the same time, it's not heavy. It's just very luscious and yeah. plush and delicious and really shows uh, classic uh, Mendoza style, particularly yeah. in a Malbec fleshy style, but not heavy. It's really yeah. beautiful now. I, I prefer it to the O3 just because yeah. it's more you know, generous and ripe and I, I, I agree. Like, this is a, a complete wine that's ready to also to ready to drink. And just remember that you know, this, these blends come from all cool climate vintages. So even when I'm saying you know, it was a slightly warm year, we're talking, you know, we're talking Winkler zone one and two, and maybe like a, a warm two to three, uh, which would be like Napa. So we're still talking places that are between Bordeaux and Napa and a little bit of Burgundy, mm -hmm. you know, which, you know, is okay. crazy how it is in Argentina. So it's still warm is not that warm. Okay. So now we're on to the 10. Yeah. So 
uh, 10 um, was a, a fairly cool vintage, although you were about to have like, you know, 16 is way cooler than anything we've ever seen. So 10 was a cool small vintage. We had a, a very big frost in the Altamira region in the southern part of the Uca Valley. Um, so the, the harvest was a little early on the cool side, much cooler than the 04 um, and, and pretty low yields. Um, but for some reason, the, you know, the, the 10 is interesting because the tannins are very sweet and smooth, but the wines are big. Uh, but without, you know, that, that there's no harsh tannins either, uh, even if it was a cool vintage. So everything ripened well, maybe because the, the yields were lower. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, what I like about it too is there's, uh, there's a real firmness and transparency. And I can see, I don't know if you changed something in the winemaking or it's the vintage, but it has a little bit more precision than the 2003 or 2004. You know, um, I would say that the one thing is we started to do a lot more co-fermentation and whole cluster. Mm -hmm. And I think that what that has done is to increase the texture and the, and the kind of uh, like the, the blendiness. Like the 10, there's nothing disjointed about it. It's, no. You know what I'm, what I'm saying? Like it's totally. big, it's mineral, it's fruit, but everything's together. Um, and I think that, that uh, the co-fermentation and the whole cluster may have contributed to that. And that's why Alejandro is now, like he co-ferments everything yeah, totally. and the whole cluster with everything. He's like, yeah, I know. It works. You know, Bur Burgundian <laughs> style Bordeaux yeah. blend. That's his thing. Yeah. It's really a beautiful wine and drinking beautifully, but has uh, has years ahead of it as well. Yeah, and I totally agree with you that the ten is a more, it's a bigger wine has has a, has a lot more structure than the than the the four. As delicious as the four is, the ten is is a bigger wine. So now we're on to uh, the fifteen. Yes. Tell us about uh, fifteen. Yeah. So fifteen, um, we have nicknamed it the Bordeaux year because it rained a lot and I was a little yeah, worried about it bad because I don't want to say it in a bad term but it rained a lot but fortunately because it was relatively cool we didn't really have rot uh you know usually you get rot when it rains and then it's warm and super sunny so it was pr fairly cool and actually cloudy um so uh we didn't get a lot of rot uh, but we got this really slow ripening and the 15 is just it's very minimal it's very it's I feel like the 10 is sort of more generous and round. And to me, the 15 is a little more linear, um, yeah. you know, with, with like some graphite and some of these more, you know, sort of centimillion kind of characteristics. Yes. Wasn't that the vintage when there was a lot of rain um, at the end of the harvest or, or so, was that 16? So that was 16. So 16 okay. was the year that if you, if you harvested late, if you had too much fruit, and you weren't, you, you weren't, we basically missed it because we harvested, you know, 90% of our grapes or we were already harvesting them when the rain came. And then when the rain hit, we went and ran and harvested whatever was left, but we already had most of our good grapes in. If you had really, you know, a lot of fruit or, or you were playing on late ripening, you know, kind of like what they do in California that they harvest really late. If you were doing mm -hmm. that, it was the bad year to do it. That's right, I remember. Yeah. It was really wet and cold at the end. <laughs> I know. People were really thinking, this is not South America. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it was nutty. 
but let's taste yeah. it. So yeah, the the sixteen. But like so you say, like you say, it has richness. It's actually richer than the uh, than the uh, fifteen, but at the same time, you know, they're just different styles. But I really, really like it as always. Yeah, I would say that um, you know, for me, the sixteen it's 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 very different than than the other wines. So really, that's the influence of those two uh, cold and and wet years. So seventeen is going to be good to move into because then seventeen you yeah. have a very hot vintage. Yeah. So so seventeen is hot. However. Um, we had a big zonda. So after small, we had small vintage, 14, 15, 16. So we're all waiting for, okay, please give us some grapes. And 17 starts warmer. It's, it wasn't super warm, but it was warm, a lot warmer than 16. Uh, it's, there's no rain. And then we get the zonda. And so the, the yields are way down. So it's warmer, but with very low yields. And just remember, um, so... The, this is the great thing about the Uco Valley is you, you've been there. You've seen all those stones and covered in, in calcareous. If you have rain, it just it gets sucked in and yes. it's gone. And, and if you have heat, uh, it's still cool climate. So it's kind of a protector um, from, from the bad things that can happen. And in the 17, the one big difference from the, the 15 and the 16 is that we only used from Paraje Altamira, from Arnicacia Vineyard, and from Gualtajari, from Adriana. We stopped using oh, no. La Piramide, the clay soils. Yes. And part of it is that, um, you know, these vineyards are now, Adriana and Nicasia are, you know, 35 plus years old. And we felt that, when well, you said, you said the precision, you used a word that I'm not, I yeah. don't know. Precision, yeah. Transparency. With, with, with La Piramide, we had, you know, older vines. Those vines are like, you know, 45, 50 years old, um, the clay soils, but it's a warmer climate. And we felt that we weren't getting the precision that we needed. Yeah. And so, so for the 17, uh, we had, we used only cool climate fruit and the slightly warmer is not, is gone. And we think we're going to keep it that way. That's really interesting to me because we didn't really discuss this. And, you know, I see you every year in Argentina yeah. for the last five years, but you never told me that. And what's great about this tasting, you really see that. Where in the beginning, you're getting that more typical um, ripe fruit that I think the Malbec brings. Uh, yeah. And then now as we, then we had the cooler years, 15, 16, where it became more linear and precise, more herbaceous in a good sense, yeah. tobacco. Yeah. And then... Now we've got into the 17, which has the Gualtari, uh, minerality, blue fruits, yeah. and super fresh acidity and polished tannins. Yeah. And I really think that the quality, this is the 17 is the best um, Catenas uh, Zapata uh, Nicola that you've made, in my opinion, because of that sort of uh, really polished and beautiful you know, uh, structure moving away from that more flamboyant, yeah. soft, you know, it's a very serious wine. And I didn't know that it, that's because you're using those uh, cooler fruit only, areas. Only those cooler fruit. And the other um, thing that I think also has an impact is that for the, those last 15, 16 and 17, there's Cab Franc. Um, and I think that, uh, 
The Cab Franc brings, uh, you know, some acidity and, and lift oh, okay. to the Malbec. And that's something that, you know, Alejandro is, is, as you know, he's a huge fan of Cab Franc. And he mm -hmm. co-ferments both the Cab Franc with the Cab, with the Cab Franc with the Malbec. He does. And oh. I, I think the Cab Franc is, is I think it's, it's a two, two explanations. One is what we were just saying, you know, even if 17 was a warmer vintage, we only use cool climate fruit. But I think the Cab Franc is also part of that, the, the more precise and, the, and the, the, you know, instead of trying to be generous, uh, it's like, you know, beautifully linear in a, in a very elegant way. And, and I'm, I'm actually so excited that you see it because I didn't even say anything. And you said it yeah. to me, which is a lot more exciting. <laughs> exciting for me. Well, listen, um, thank you so much for, uh, yeah. for the tasting. Thank you. It was a great way for me to start the morning. And, um, and thank you for staying up um, relatively oh, late in San Francisco. No. James, just two things I wanted to mm -hmm. emphasize, which I have found that the negociants didn't know about Argentina, and they're all going mm -hmm. crazy with this information. The fact that Good. all of the vines for all these vintages are ungrafted. You know, you know that because you come to Argentina. They don't yeah. know that in Bordeaux. Everything's ungrafted. And Good also, these, the Malbec and the Cab selections are pre-phylloxeric. So we're talking yeah. about collections that no longer exist in Europe, not yes. just for Malbec, also for Cabernet. And that's so really I don't cool. know if you're, you're interested right. in mentioning that, but that's something that, that the yeah. negociants seem very surprised and excited by. Yeah. I don't know. Thanks for, for reminding me, but it's very yeah. true. You, prob you have the stuff that they don't have anymore. So There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again, Laura. It was awesome. Okay. Thanks for that. Thank you. Thank was, you. And thanks for the tasting. Tú Bye -bye. también, gracias. gracias. Nos vemos la próxima. Besos.